The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Now entering nerdist.com. All right. Hey, you're listening to Jonah Ray Dio can't make it as he is off riding a rainbow made of unicorns. But first, we're going to start with a user submitted a user submitted. I never not I'm not good at the intro user submitted. No one uses this. They listen to it. Oh, God damn it. All I, right. I would have completely missed that. All right. Well, here, here's the uh, here's Patrick McCormick with his Jonah Radio theme song. Enjoy. Thank you nice. so much for that, Patrick McCormick. Can't get more Irish than that name. Patrick McCormick, Patty McKay. Patty Mick. Can't, Patty Mickey. Um, so thanks for tuning in to Jonah Radio. With us, as always, is our producer, Cash. Cash is Mikeless right now. And by that, I mean his Hi. lover, Mike, has left him. <laughs> and we hope for a speedy recovery emotionally to Cash. Sorry about your loss, um, Cash. Um, and, of course, our very own Neil Mahoney. You're not. You, I don't belong to you. <laughs> it's our very own. I didn't our say. Yeah, America's. I was saying you as in you all. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. All right, and our guest for today. <laughs> our our guest cannot be boxed. That is the, that is one hint. Arnie, he spits. Our guest today. You've seen him in. <laughs> seen him in the Sarah Silverman program. He has his own podcast, yeah. which I can't remember the name of. Uh. And he is a very, very funny comedian and a friend of ours. Please, everybody, Steve Agee. Yeah, bad the bone. Bad. Cash ain't got no microphone. Yep. So that's uh, Steve Agee is our guest. What is that? It's you, an air horn. horn. It's oh, it's an air horn. Yeah. We got to get you plugged in. What do you mean? We got to make it so you could be the one that does all the stuff instead of having to hold your uh, phone up to the okay. thing. Well, next week I won't come straight from work. Okay, okay thank you, Neil. Thank you for that. <laughs> all right, guys, let's get into it with some music news. Who? Let the dogs Who? <laughs> <laughs> Um, today, the Essential series, which is the uh, you know the compilations that come out putting out the Essential songs of uh, classic bands, put out uh, the Essential Incubus. Uh, <laughs> I tried to give it a listen, but the entire CD was blank. Hey. Hey. Yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. Um, you get into Shut Incubus, up. anybody? Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> God damn it! 
This is my favorite one yet out of the two. And we only just begun. Um, I never got into Incubus. Anybody else? Never. I didn't. No. <clears throat> no? Anybody? I kind of, uh, I remember I saw them. They came to a uh, music festival in Hawaii called the Big Melee. I think they played uh, the third one or something like that. And it was just, uh, and the singer, it was before the singer got hot. Remember, he used to be, they had the dirt stash and the dreadlocks. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he got a nice haircut, shaved the dirt stash, became fucking sexy as all get out. Chick him. <laughs> he was so hot. Yeah. I remember I knew a kid that kind of just like was a skinny kid with the longish hair. Once, uh, what was his name? Brandon Boyd? Yeah. Once yeah. the Brandon Boyd became like this, like... I mean, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you listen to Incubus with singer Brandon Boyd? No, no, no. And the, that kid just started getting laid left and right. Ryan Lau was his name. Good for him. Yeah, good for Ryan Lau. Good, Ryan. Um, I never... Uh, I didn't I get never, into any of that stuff. Yeah, 311? Yeah, no. Yeah. No, why would you? Every time I try to sing a 311 song, I end up just going right into Informer by Snow. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, it's like, I don't even, like, what's a, what's a 311 song? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't um, hate those bands. I you just, know what? I'm Chocolate moose, moose. Not not familiar. Familiar. Chocolate moose, moose, Informer. Summer time, a team, blah, blah, blah. Licky, boom, boom, down. Licky. When I tried to picture 311, I immediately pictured Crazy Town, and then come my lady, come come yeah, my yeah. lady, because that's like another. You're my butterfly, <laughs> sugar. That's another weird group with there's two white guy singer rappers, and then I started thinking of like like yeah. Park. The, the one 311 song that I heard, and this is uh, it was Bradley Noel, the guy from Sublime, who yeah. admittedly was probably. Uh, an asshole, but this oh, you mean me the so guy odd. that overdosed uh, yeah. on drugs right after he had a newborn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That guy is no asshole at all. No, <laughs> but uh, he he waited until their right before their first date of the Warp tour that they were playing together. Walked on stage after they had set up and sound checked and deleted all their samples and then oh, walked away. Jesus! So they for the rest of the tour they had to go like re get all of their samples that they were using to play live. It kind of reminds me of uh, that's fucked up. It kind of reminds me of that that uh, th- time when uh, Sonic Youth had their entire trailer stolen. You yeah. guys remember that? In no. the early two thousands, late nineties. Yeah, they're um, slowly finding some of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's their so trailer. Custom. So and they have all these songs that are only specifically. Uh, able to be played off of these specifically tuned guitars like it's like how am i gonna get another guitar where i can put you know put like you know three screwdrivers into it yeah yeah and it also like you know all the pickups were custom like drilled out and like shit was removed yeah there was just a bunch of tuning like weird tuning things where they got a guitar to where they had it you know wanted it for a specific song (laughs) it's just another bull in the heather (laughs) but uh since they are uh, (laughs) since the internet they have a full invoice of everything that was stolen on their website and then all these guitar nerds like scour pawn shops and ebay and shit yeah find them and then just kept them well, no, no. If they were real guitar nerds, they've yeah, got, no shit. They've gotten like a, I think a dozen uh, like decent things back. Um, how bummed? How bummed were you guys when you found out that uh, Kim Gordon and Thurston Moore were splitting up? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this: I was I was really bummed. Really, I was really bummed. I don't know why. Uh, it just really, I was like. They were just a, uh, a couple I thought would be together forever. They're one of those couples you could be like, you could be an artistic couple working together, and, and, <laughs> and it just it, it could work. It can work, and it didn't. 
and it messed me up. I always got, you know, same thing when, when I found out about uh, Will Arnett and Amy, Amy Poehler. Poehler yeah. Fucking yeah. bummed me out. That is a bummer. Yeah. And then fucking DeVitz and Le- Rhea, Rhea Perlman. Perlman. Yeah. These things happen in threes, man. There was some other couple that. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> I know I was talking about like really like uh, artistic people that were famous. Um, Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> hey, we have a lot of fun here. We have a lot of um, Spin Magazine did a uh, 50 video game samples, the 50 best video game samples uh, in hip hop, and uh, it was it was a pretty good comprehensive list, but it was missing. The first, like, uh, the first, I thought, really good. I mean, they'd been happening since, you know, arcade games were out, that there was tons of that stuff. Um, but the one they were missing is, uh, is a track by uh, Boak from the Earthlings crew uh, up in, uh, I think, San Francisco. And he used a Zelda. And it, they, they didn't use it in the list, but it's so fucking good. And it was the first time I had heard, like, a really good song being used for a beat. Let's uh, take a little... Oh, that's awesome. That's just still the normal. I know, it's still awesome, <laughs> yeah, though, still just to hear song. that. These lyrics go specifically out to certain human beings on the face of the planet. These people are the MC, the writer, the disc jock, the beatbox. The MC, the writer, the disc jock, the beatbox. The MC, the writer, the disc jock, the beatbox. The E, M, C, double E. Now what's the fresh rest? No, you ever heard in your life? Caressing famous folks who tend to recreate with those pathos is the deepest. That pretty like my verse yeah. here, which will make me... I'm sorry, what? It sounds pretty underground. I can understand why they missed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is some... Do you, do you have the list on you? Do you know, like, the top five? Yeah, we can pull it up right here. Yeah. Friend? What the top five were? There was one with the Super Mario, like, underworld theme, I think. Cash is saying Aesop Rock had um, then snapped twice. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually what it was called. It was like Chick Chick Chick. Uh, Aesop Rocks. Um, Aesop Rock. Um, uh, The first one they have is uh, they used uh, Galaxian from 1979. Nice. Uh, U N K L E featuring Cool G Rap. Guns blazing, drums of death, part one. That's that British guy, right? Yeah. Cool. There's 50 of these, and the internet's being real slow, so uh, you can go and check it out. It's on spin.com. It's uh, the uh, article's called Arcade Fire. So yeah, they forgot that one, which I I really enjoyed. That was the first time I had uh, I had heard that shit. So uh, go to spin.com and check out their list. Now moving on, more music news. Next, next song, <laughs> next song, next bit of news. Uh, um, so the band Anamanaguchi, chiptune band, uh, which, uh, you could recognize their song Sunset Hughes, Jetpack Blues, or the other way around. Uh, they had a song that was completely ripped off by the Disney company. Oh yeah. I, um, I saw that. That's yeah. So here's, like here's blatantly, the, here's the original, which is also um, the Nerdist theme song. It's also the Nerdist theme song. Uh, You also recognize this as the Nerdist theme song? Yep. yep. Yeah. 
All right. Keep that in mind as we now listen to uh, Disney's commercial, online commercial for an app they have called Pixeled, where you can make pixel art and whatnot. Um, Different key, same exact song. Even this part. It's just fucking... Measure for measure, a rip line. Yeah. So someone online went ahead and put Disney on the left, Anamanaguchi on the right. <laughs> Playing at the same time. <laughs> same tempo. Same tempo. I have only one ear of music, so I only <laughs> hear the... the the, the wrong one. <laughs> well, great. Then you fucking ruined everything. <laughs> there goes our entire three-hour discussion on... Oh, boy. <laughs> no, we... no, it's fine. We need to get a soundboard made because I do want to have you saying, oh, boy. Can you do that? Oh, boy. Good. Now, if someone can please just send us to that, <laughs> I want to be able to just drop that in oh, wherever, I, wherever I please. <laughs> uh, um, now, that, that do you think that the Anamata Gucci guys have a case? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think they'll get rich, or do you no. think Disney will be able to smite them down? Yeah, that's a pretty big company you're going against. Not known as non-litigious Disney. Yeah. <laughs> sure, they have guys like on staff. That is that so lawyers. spot on, though. I bet they settle. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet it was just some guy sent some guy who sent some guy that song saying, "Make something like this," and it got so you know, game of telephone down. Yeah. Where a guy was like, "Well, I just make, make this. I just make this." Yeah, yeah. These are just kids. We're Disney. <laughs> In my head, Disney's uh, the the guy who runs Disney is Jack Black. We're Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. Are they? Fuck them, Kyle. <laughs> are they trying to get any money or like? I don't know. I, I actually should. Uh, I should email them and see what they are up to as far as that. Uh, if you're a copyright infringement lawyer, email us. <laughs> JonahRadio at gmail dot com. Now they are they started that band when they were really young and they uh, are able to manipulate the fucking like chiptune stuff better than I think most of those kids uh, that are doing it. Uh, not all kids are good at music. No, um, <laughs> I fucking I. This is one of my favorite things to listen to. It makes me feel better. This is a uh, high school orchestra uh, doing a really bad job of the uh, <laughs> two thousand and one Space Odyssey oh, thing. No. I'm not sure if you heard it, but. I, I have uh, not. My friend um, was, uh, he said it correctly when he said that, uh, he's like, oh, you could tell a lot of dads in that audience making those kids nervous. A lot of dads. (laughs) Already. (laughs) This is high school? Yeah. High school. Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> what a bummer <laughs> Oh shit Not even the drummer Not even the simplest part of this song Can get <laughs> He doesn't have those deep, you know, Timpani drums You don't know what he's got He doesn't have them at home the Peter Brady of high school <laughs> bands. Yeah. And that last... 
fucking fuck. Are you sure it's a high school? No, I'm not sure, but fucking one of the well, It's like a sixth grade, maybe. I don't care. <laughs> it's what terrible. Fucking, what sixth grade band teacher's like, all right, we're going to do 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's like six notes. You can't really fuck it up. Oh, well, apparently you can. I was in I was in band in the seventh grade, and we fucking rocked the shit out of fucking the Jurassic Park theme song. That's a good one. That is good. People and we also I, uh, I, I hum that all the time, but I'm, I don't that part. Yeah. Remember when you and Dax Shepard got mad at me for uh, humming that constantly at the uh, when, we, when, no. we, when we did the Doug Benson interruption for the uh, Oscars? And every time, oh, so, fuck man, yeah, that's right. Every time someone was just start to say their speech, I go, oh my god, and it killed the first three times. Yeah, and then I kept doing it because I thought it was so fine to just keep on driving it into the ground. Yeah. until everybody got mad. <laughs> everybody, even D, gave me the old. Oh, maybe not every time. <laughs> maybe not all the time. It's your memoir, and then everyone got mad. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's a uh, there's a song that we played on, and I, this is the second week in a row I'm doing this, but uh, we, a song we played on Web Soup, where uh, Neil, I'm realizing putting a mirror right in front of you might not have been the best idea. Great idea. <laughs> Go. All right, this hey, is I'm uh, fat and nobody likes me. It's this fat redhead kid uh, and his buddy, uh, and I I feel I feel for like fat nerdy kids because I was one but I it's like I feel sorry for them and get angry at them at the same time uh, but this is their song I'm fat and nobody oh, likes me nobody likes me oh no Yelling this So it seemed like during that part, there was a guy behind the camera just doing the stretch, stretch, stretch. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm fat and nobody likes me. I'm fat and nobody likes me. I'm fat and nobody likes me. Uh, there's a weird. Poop on my face. Poop on my face. Up, right back down. I'm fat. Nobody 
They need an electric guitar and some They're sitting in a field. There's another thing about this video that makes me uh, really... I feel like really sad when I'm watching it and it's a lot because the guy he's with that's also playing guitar with him looks like exactly like like my friend Donald that I grew up with like a skinny kid with a shaved head hanging out with a fat kid trying to make jokes and just being gross more than anything else yeah uh, <laughs> I uh, I fucking love I love this song I, I don't know it I is just, awesome I like it I dig what this kid is doing I kind of did something very similar when I was growing up and like AG did you do shit like that yeah me and my friends I mean we couldn't play instruments at that age but we would you know take scores from soundtracks and put them on <laughs> cassette recorder and sing over them yeah we did are you sure you just weren't in uh like a theater group yep <laughs> were you in a funny improv troupe i wish ag <sighs> <laughs> uh, up happy place hey. um i could definitely see that being me i'm glad that the internet doesn't exist or didn't exist when i was making stuff like that I now, imagine I'd have some uh, hidden gems, but that's just kind of like I don't know. That's that's what I did when uh, I, uh, you know, was growing up. You know, yeah. It's it's it reminds me of you 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 uh, at a certain point you have to grow a person. And Patton Oswald said it where it was like you at a certain point you realize it's like well maybe I'm short and fat and people don't like me, but there's nothing I can do about that. So I'm going to develop a personality, and that's what that felt like. Was it was like. That kid going like, I'm tired of hearing all this shit, so I'm just yeah. going to say it myself. He's learning to work with what he has. Word. Working for a living. <laughs> I do have a lot of stuff from when I was that age, but my mom gave it to me on my like, 30th birthday, all on like, DVD, and I was like, you shouldn't have given me this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember when you got some of that stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just put it away. And then <laughs> I, I was like, and then when I moved, I was like, I think I lost that stuff. And there was like a minute where I was like, oh, no. And then that was completely fine. <laughs> nah, oh, there's a little bit of, you know, at the end of your life when someone's going to ha- they need something to play on the video screen next to your fucking casket. Oh, I hope casket. it's, oh, fuck I hope it's not my, my poorly written uh, 16-year-old self trying to do like Quentin Tarantino movies in a VHS <laughs> camcorder. <laughs> Here's the thing. The fact that here and this is people get so embarrassed of the stuff they did uh, in the past. And if you were still stoked on it, well, then you're an idiot. Yeah. If you like look yeah. back, you're like, oh, if only I could still do that. You're fuck. You are not doing it right. When I hear guys going, oh, it was, it was so cool being a kid. No, fucking wasn't. It sucked. Being an adult is rad. I could drive someplace and get a shake, and no one's going to tell me no, except yep. for the other guy inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's like you sh- like. It's like if you're looking at this stuff and be- cringing, it's fuck. That's great. You it's normal. You've grown as an artist. Yeah, I don't feel bad about it. It seemed like you did. <laughs> you, you fucking booted it into the ocean and gave it a fair, a fair thee well. No, I was just fine with it. I was fine with my memory of it rather than like having like a DVD like, hey, guys, come watch this. <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. We have a hard copy of Neil's horrifying <laughs> past. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. Uh, Although, I will say this. When I was... Uh, like a, a tweenager or whatever, uh, I was friends with kids who like lived on where I grew up, like only in the summer. So that meant they were rich kids, and they like this kid had a boat, <laughs> it, like his boat, Mitt Romney. Uh, yes, it was Mitt Romney. No, uh, 
so he had this like tiny little motorboat thing, and we would do like stunts, like jumping from like boat to boat, nice, like, shooting down this thing. That's how people die. I know. That's I how know. kids die. And we that's did... when you hear boating accident. <laughs> yeah. It's Neil and his friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a twelve-year-old jumping from one thirteen-foot Boston whaler into another. Well, it's a Boston whaler. It's a tiny. It's a little outboard. Yeah, outboard boat. Oh, like okay. A, like, oh, like a like a Zodiac. No, not not inflatable, but like, oh, okay. like a hard, like a boat. boat. One time, uh, we had a Zodiac growing up. Uh, one time, my dad was trying to you know, pull the cord to start the engine, and his hand slipped off the cord at the backswing and just punched me in the face. <laughs> I fall over <laughs> the side. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking yeah. funny. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was hilarious, especially <laughs> like you know when I had seen a shark in the bay like a few days no before shit. that. I was like. I remember one time I was uh, we were snorkeling off a canoe and I was down and I saw a, a, a moray eel and I was so fucking scared. <laughs> I remember I remember being I remember I had all day I had trouble like getting into the I was a fat kid so I had trouble getting into the canoe you know without tipping it over mm-hmm. and like I was just and I remember when I saw that thing I swam up so fast that I came out of the water and landed in the canoe. Standing like, position? Yeah, yeah. I just like a seal. <laughs> that is the worst creature yeah. on earth that I can think of. A moray eel? eel. Oh. Nothing uglier. I mean, yeah. a shark is cute compared to a moray eel. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They're like covered in like green fucking mold and shit. Uh, it's the worst. I, I, I'd, read, I'd rather they have less a eel. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, shit. Less a eel. I couldn't even finish. Good please, God. Uh, please <laughs> unsubscribe to Jonah Radio. You good. Uh, all right. Let's uh, listen to a song by Sundials called Either Way off the album Never Settle. All right, that was Sundials. Uh, now, our guest is Steve Agee. True. And, is this a quiz? And you're, and you're white. True. Okay, and you were in the uh, Laura Silverman program. Yes. False. Careful on that mic, man. You're coming in pretty hot. Yeah, did it get louder? It seems louder. It, uh, yeah. False. Uh, so you, uh, you were a, uh, a desert rat. Yeah. You were from the Riverside. Is that Rivers- the actual town, or are you just from... Riverside, yeah, I'm from Riverside, which yeah. is... It's basically desert. 
Yeah, it's it, the yeah, it's the, it's the rocky plains before the desert really. It's the takes Borderland Desert. Yeah, and what were you into out there? Were you into a lot of that desert rock stuff? Yeah. So Queens, Caius, Caius, Caius was before Queens, but uh, Caius, yeah, yeah, and uh, the Fu desert Man sessions, Chu. Fu Manchu. Yeah, desert sessions, all that stuff. And so you were going to a lot of shows in Palm Springs, and yeah, out in out in the desert in uh, Riverside and. Um, yeah, all over Southern California. What was the uh, the Showcase Theater? Is that the venue that was out there? In Riverside? No, it's somewhere near there, right? Yeah. yeah. Where's the Showcase There were a lot of theaters, like old, awesome old movie theaters that aren't operational anymore that they would also do shows in. And this is this is something interesting that I just found out. I thought because you were from you know the desert and out that way and the music you're into, yeah. that you had always been friends with guys like Josh Homme from no, Queens no. and Caius. And, no, no. And and uh, the uh, uh, Eagles of Death Metal, uh-huh. um, and that that actually came about through comedy. Yeah, you kind of got to meet your rock idols through comedy. Yeah, that's that's what was crazy. And I've met all of them through different people too, which is weird. I met, uh, you know, the Queens of the Stone Age guys through Liam Lynch, who directed a lot of videos for Queens of the Stone Age, and um, he directed an episode of Sarah Silverman's show. And uh, not long after that, he was like, hey, Queens of the Stone Age are playing at the Nokia Theater. And it was like only the second concert to ever be at that theater. Yeah, they were right right away. And uh, so we went, and uh, that's where I met Josh. And Josh is a huge comedy nerd. Was he still going out with the girl from... uh... Distillers? Yeah. Yeah, they're married. They have two kids. Oh, shit. Yeah. Poor old dude from Rancid. Yeah. Jesse Armstrong. No, not Jesse. That's the guy from Off Ivy. Yeah. Jesse Lars, name. and then what's the other guy? No, I think it's Lars. It Lars. No, it's not. Lars Fredrickson is yeah. is the the other dude. <laughs> but yeah, she they just had a second kid like not too long ago. Wow, she's great. finishing up a, a new album too. The Distillers album, or no, Spinneret. Okay, Spinneret. That's garagey stuff, right? Kind of. Yeah, they're they're really good, and she's recording it with Alan Johannes, who was in a band called Eleven, and. Uh, if you saw uh, them crooked vultures, he would tour with them as like the fourth member of the oh, band. Cool. He's like an amazing, amazing musician. And so now you get to just go into the desert and hang out with all these people. Yeah. Have you played with them at all? I actually for the I usually go out. There's a place uh, in Joshua Tree called Rancho de la Luna, which is a house, but it doubles as a music studio where they recorded all the desert sessions inside this house and um first anthony bourdain's show yes yeah they did an episode of no reservations out there yeah yeah. and it some amazing caius albums well i'm I'm not actually not sure if caius recorded in this house but uh like the first couple queens of the stone age albums and um it's just like some amazing albums have been recorded there pj harvey and uh, just a ton of bands and also I guess everything came through Sarah's show but uh, Missy Pyle who's an actress uh, was recording like a country album out there with a friend and she texted me or emailed me one day and said hey I'm out in Joshua Tree I know you come out here a lot and I used to just go out there to camp and stuff yeah yeah, you were a rock climber yeah and she was like uh I'm recording at Rancho de la Luna. You should come out. And I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, I'll be there. And so I went out and like took my camera. And like, so usually when I go out, it's just to hang out and get high with all those people and take yeah. photos. Yeah. 
And then uh, I was out there last week uh, for a birthday for uh, this guy, Hutch, who he's like a legendary sound Yeah, I've seen guy. a Will Smith movie based on his life. <laughs> <laughs> but he does sound for... Actually, sorry, you said Hutch? Hutch. Oh, sorry. That's the other guy. Hitch gets them together. Hutch comes around when they need to break up. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> uh, but he's... He's done sound for all the Queens of the Stone Age shows and Caius, and I think right now he's touring with Jack White doing sound for him. Wow. And uh, so I went out for his birthday, and uh, when I pulled up, I, I got out of my truck, and I could hear music coming from inside the house, which is not uncommon. But I went in, and like they were all just playing music and record. And whenever they just jam, they just record it because there's a huge soundboard in there. And uh, I walked in, and I was like, you know, they finished playing. I'm like, oh. Uh, you know, have you guys been playing long? And they're like, yeah, about two days. Troy. They're like, we've just been jamming for two days. Yeah, this is a good time to mention that the Inland Empire and the desert communities are <laughs> all really into meth. There was no drugs involved. These no, guys no, no, are... no. I'm sure, I'm sure. But there, it's there's something in the air there. Yeah, where, yeah, uh, yeah it's probably can... like dissolved into the atmosphere a little yeah. bit. So it's just yeah. like everyone has a little extra. Yeah, and there's, when there's like on a, on a windy day, you catch a little <laughs> dust and meth. Mm. And you just go. It's you just it's right. Like a great day. Just right yeah and uh yeah so i you know we hung out and barbecued some brisket and fucking played music all night it was awesome yeah i get it do you <laughs> do you hutch <laughs> sorry knock knock who's there hutch sorry i thought maybe from your growlings days you wouldn't <laughs> yes and the shit out of my sweet bit yeah it was good super sweet movie ref biff yeah um, <laughs> All right, so uh, if we were to play some of your hometown heroes' music, uh, what would you want me to play? Little Caius, One Inch Man. Sweet. Here you go. Caius, One Inch Man. What do you like about this song? Uh, it's just heavy. It's really heavy. I mean, they tune down, and it's just fucking low, disgusting, dirty, amazing stuff. Sweet. <laughs> Get you to fucking turn it up. <laughs> Usually recorded out in the desert.
Nice. Now we're all high as shit. <laughs> um, we got a contact high from that song. Uh, we were talking about the, uh, you know, that the, uh, Desert Rock can also be called Stoner Rock. Stoner Rock, rock yeah. I don't like, I, Which like, I don't think they actually like either yeah. label. Uh, especially Stoner Rock, because that's so general. But, like, I don't, I'm not sure they even like the label Desert Rock. I don't even know if they like the saying rock. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> Don't say the R word around those motherfuckers. <laughs> um, there was a. I went on tour uh, once or twice with this uh, band. Our, our band <clears throat> played together, and they were from uh, Arizona in uh, Tempe, I believe. And they were fucking great. They were called the Blacks. Uh-huh. And I talked about this uh, with Neil and Cash before. And uh, the Blacks were fucking great. The singer looked like a fucking uh, just a, like a maniac. Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber, yeah, just like no a mop of blonde hair, That's just same awesome. kind of face, and like hated it when people would bring it. He's like, I fucking know, and he was the kind of guy you'd see at a party. And this guy fucking partied, but you would see he would have two tall boys stacked in his hand of beer, and in the other hand he would have a jug of water, which is like a guy from the desert dedicated to drinking and staying hydrated. Yeah, yeah, they know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he would always walk they up to me at parties. He'd be uh, like after a show, he's like, "You want some water?" Like no, I'm okay. You gotta stay hydrated, brother. That's Just fucking. Funny. And I remember I asked him. I was like, I asked him what the blacks. I was like, like what's that? What, why do you have? It? He's like, eh, it's like the blues, but evil. And I was like, oh, that's, oh, that's, that's great. funny. Yeah, man, these guys play. These cats play the blacks. Um, they're a great band. And uh, you know, I remember. I, I was. I remember the drummer would play. Uh, you know, it was just snare, bass, floor tom, and a and a ride that he would just fucking destroy. But the snare was tilted away from him. The you know the uh, basically the part you hit facing the crowd, and so it was so he could lean over the snare and bring the hammer down with the yeah. snare hand, wow. like just with as much energy as he could. <laughs> That's awesome. These guys were fucking amazing, like loudest band I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and here's a crazy thing that happened to the singer Chad. Uh, they were on tour with the Swing Ding Amigos, and uh, and they were on tour for a while, and then they noticed Chad hadn't really gone to sleep for a while, and you know this is a uh, this is kind of you know a little they were they were spent some time in Pedro. There was a little bit of uh, you know speed and meth going around mm-hmm. before you know that, so he hadn't gone to sleep, and they continued to play shows and party, and he started kind of acting weird. And he, uh, he he didn't want to drive anymore. And there's two vans, Swing and Ding and Bingo's behind, the Blacks right up front. And he didn't want to drive the Blacks band anymore. He wanted to sit in the back and start rewriting all their songs oh, Jesus. to be about the Lord. Whoa. And this is just some dude. And he's just, just like, I got to start rewriting these songs. So he starts trying to rewrite all the songs, all the lyrics for all their songs to be about Jesus. And they're like, ah, oh, Chad needs to take a nap. Yeah. Chad needs to go away for a bit. Yeah. But they're in the middle of the fucking forest, you know, uh, driving up in Idaho. And so they continue on. And all of a sudden, uh, Chad starts accusing the other two guys in the band that they're trying to eat him. Oh, Jesus. Really? Yeah. Just like it. Like, and they like, they're like, <sighs> fuck, uh, we f- fuck, man. This guy's well, this guy's not acting like our friend. This is weird. So the other two guys, the drummer and the bass player, went back into the Swing Ding Amigos van. And they're still headed up, you know, up northwest. And then all of a sudden, they just uh, see Chad's van in front just start swerving all over the place, over the like you know into the other lane, back off the you know to the shoulder, back all over the place. Then pulls off to the side, and then he just gets out of the van and runs into the woods. What? 
They, so he was alone to, even though he didn't want to drive anymore, he 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 just was like left they, alone to drive that van. They just like he was being weird and violent towards them. Right. They didn't know what to do, so he's like, "Oh fucking fuck you guys!" You know, you don't get it. You know, talking about how he's going to fire them when he can, and so he yeah. runs into the woods, and they stick around for a day, for an entire like they sleep in the vans, they wait for him, they don't know what to do, they go back to Tempe, and uh, two weeks goes by. And then they find out that uh, Chad's dead. Now, within that time, Chad had been arrested for walking into some town naked Ugh. and babbling. And they took him. They really, it was just indecency. Like they had, they let him go. He seemed fine, so they let him go. But he went right back into the woods and was found a week after that, just dead naked, died of exposure. Ugh. And it's uh, they had just put out, you know, they put out a ton of seven inches that were just like really good. And then they just kind of put out their LP. Uh, called Hate You Like Gold uh, <laughs> that was just so fucking good and they, they were they were, they were just ready to just fucking keep on touring for the rest of their lives they're one of those yeah. bands that th- it doesn't matter if uh, success was going to come in any way this is just what they're going to do right like a lot of, you know a lot of you know indie bands and stuff like that and uh, and the, the you know the album actually did okay considering you know the, for that level but uh here's a here's a song from it it's called re-roll uh off of hate you like gold by the blacks um i guess try and find the vinyl on uh, or the cd on, on the internet i don't no one distributes it's not it. on itunes not on itunes oh, that's a bummer uh, but check this out this is fucking really fucking crazy
like the blues, but, but evil. evil. Uh, I like him. Yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. It's too bad. It's a shame. What were you saying while the song was playing? <laughs> it was. What was all that stuff we were supposed to save? <laughs> no. Oh yeah, we were talking about your shoes. No, you know. I've had right. them for fifteen years. No, that was replacement conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it does sound like the blues, but more evil, a little more minery, a little more. I don't know. I want to say rockabilly, but I don't know enough about that form of music to. Psycho-billy. Yeah, it does have the like yeah, the boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I don't wear. That's all I can really the shuffle. Yeah, it's more of a shuffle. The Cramps did a lot of that, that kind of yeah. music, right? Yeah, the Cramps is one of those bands that you know when you get into punk, you're supposed to be way, you think you're supposed to be way into the Cramps, and then you're like, oh, I don't like it so much. <laughs> yeah, that Never got in, into in too the much. the Misfits were kind of the same way. They yeah, were, you know what? I they appreciate them more swingy and like kind of like I appreciate the Misfits more now than I ever did when I was oh, really? actually trying to get into punk. I did not like the Cramps. I signed on immediately for the Misfits. I don't know why. Well, the Misfits just fucking had the fucking look. I mean, they just had well, the had icon. The iconography and all that stuff. And then also, like, you'd listen to it and be like, this sounds like some, like, like just dirty version of, like, a 50s yeah. riff. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that yeah, was, yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah, what punk was like, from the get-go. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then, but it was so much later than Ramones, I feel like, right? Like that's No, it was actually, uh, it was kind of simultaneously oh I mean, was it i think the first oh my timeline i don't been rock yeah different coast um Where were no from? no 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 misfits are they're east coast yeah they're east coast um you're thinking something that's wrong cash also remember <laughs> cramps not, are not on a microphone the cramps the cramps are la but um yeah i uh for some reason i thought that they were much newer yeah that's a weird months. thing though when you start getting into music the things you think you're supposed to be into. So you do your best to try. Yeah. What were some of those for you? Well, like the cramps. I, <laughs> yeah. Same way. Yeah. I was, and it, for me, there's like, it's also what, whatever mood, like if I'm at a party at someone's barbecue or something and it comes on, I'm like, Oh yeah, I fucking like this shit. But then if I'm in my car, I put on some cramps. I'm like, I don't like this shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's just kind of wherever you are. Different tunes yeah. for different moods. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't know, Neil. Um, let me think. A lot of punk stuff I didn't like. I like I like. This is going to be you were, is, when we met. Shit, when but. we met, I remember being like we like connected on some bands, and uh, when yeah. you know when you do that <laughs> with somebody, you're just like, well, then you're gonna like this and this and this because right. we yeah. have the same trajectory. And I remember you didn't, and I was so confused. I was like, but this is like the same kind of shit. Right, yeah. I mean, a lot of L.A. punk bands I just had no interest in. Like, What era? Like, uh, Black Flag? Black Flag. Black Flag I never really got into. Germs. Yeah. Germs, X. What about the Adolescents? That was, like, I think that's I think what one of the best uh, Southern California punk bands. Yeah, no, I don't even know who they are. Ugh, fucking um, Kiss from the Black Hole? Come on. You've heard them before. Because uh, you've played Tony Hawk 4. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's the thing. is like playing that, that video game. I was like, oh, it sounds like a lot of L.A. punk bands. Except for Ace of Spades is on there. Fucking. Yeah, I mean, like when I started listening to, I guess, punk rock music, it was much more like DC stuff. Like I quickly got into Flex Your Head compilation? Well, I just quickly got into like 
Fugazi and stuff like that. Oh, so you skipped like, over? Uh, I, I kind of skipped punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you skipped all the hardcore stuff. <laughs> well, no, no, I listened to a good chunk of that, and then, but then when my friends and I started playing in bands, it was like we were playing the post-punk end of that, and other kids were still playing like the punk version of that, and we felt a little bit like. Come on, guys. You felt better than them. That's no. what post-punk was for. Yeah. It was for guys that got, became 25. It, no. And then they just yeah, were yeah. like, a, oh, it's on. like, hey, like, we learned some chords. <laughs> let's, uh, let's change it up a bit. I was 15. Yeah, that's the influence generation. It was for kids who whose folks could afford music lessons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. And See, math rock is the same way, I feel. Yeah. Like anything like odd time signatures with a distortion pedal. Yeah, that's a guy who grew up in the suburbs. Uh, Steve, uh, <laughs> what was like some of the shows you were going to early on? Um, I I was really into I, like in the eighties. I was into more like Oingo Boingo y, like you know, I guess they were calling it No Wave or yeah, that kind of stuff. I was real Oingo Boingo was like my favorite fucking band through high school no way so i went you, to a you lot of go see every movie that uh danny elfman scores no i can't get into that they all sound the same to me yeah. but i saw so many oingo boingo shows like the you know the halloween shows were huge the dead men parties <laughs> the dead men parties the new year's eve shows were awesome yeah i bet i still love them i, I fucking love oingo boingo. you know what's weird is a lot of people don't know about Oingo Boingo. It is odd. They, uh, they fucking, it just, it's so, they do so much. It's such like, it seems like it could be, uh, like considered novelty music yeah. to a point. Cause there's so much kind of, yeah. you know, he's got so much stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, there was a guy who played saxophone in that band. He would come to the record store I worked at and, uh, he hates, he hates Oingo Boingo. He's, he's, he was in the band. Wow. He did a lot of the stuff, like all the like the hooks, but like yeah. he hated it because he was this like jazz guy that Danny Elfman knew. And he was just Danny Elfman was just this even in a band, just a composer, you know, getting guys that will do these weird things. No, I, I, oh, I'm so fucking into Oingo Boingo. Um, I kn- I knew a dude who was uh, who played uh, what was it fire extinguisher in Oingo Boingo. Like he, they like he had a fire extinguisher, and they invited him on stage at one show, and he played it, and like he just whenever Elfman would point at him, he'd play it, and then he thought he was in the band because they're like, yeah, you're on fire extinguisher, and he showed up at the next gig, and then they all kind of came in and like, like, what the fuck are you doing doing here? What kind of fucking usable noise does a fire extinguisher make? Well, you know, my, my landlord, my current landlord, is Richard Elfman, who actually started Oingo Boingo. Really? Oh, wow. And that was completely random. <laughs> wow. Danny Elfman's brother, who yeah. started it when it was the Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo, and a lot more, like, avant-garde, like, 20 more people in the band. <laughs> yeah, like, course. it was huge. Like, it was performance art back then. Yeah, I mean, and that's poly- how Devo poly- got started, too. Of the yeah. 1980s. Uh, no, they were, I mean, that, that's just, the thing that everyone's like, oh, Pine Fox Free is such a big band. No, it's a big choir. The band is just a five-piece. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What did I kill that? Like, no, no, I was like, oh, no. okay. No, but Steve, I didn't know that. What? The Mystic oh, Knights of Oingo Boingo. Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo. What about them? And then, like Devo did. Devo. 
What are we doing here? You were just on your way to say something. Oh, I don't remember. God, fucking well, no, you, Neil interrupted. Can we drink less and you smoke less? Is this a thing? <laughs> no, Wait, man. Uh, you said um, Devo started how? As an avant-garde performance art uh, group. You know, there's there's video of them in uh, what college do they go to? But uh, was it Kent? That makes sense. I think they're from that area. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're from like Ohio or something. Yeah, yeah. but it was just it was uh, it's just them all in like playing their songs out of sacks. They're all in these tied up sacks on stage and on the ground playing their and yeah, it was just fucking madness. That's cool. Yeah. Devo's awesome. Still good. That yeah, last album, the last album's it's great. Fucking tight, man. Great. Really good. I like a band that puts out not only greatest hits but greatest misses. Yeah. 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 Even it's like yeah. a great thing. Hey, we're going to play uh, a song that was sent in to us. Uh Neil, did you take any French? Uh Sure. We. Oui. <laughs> now think about it some more. Uh, uh, well, how would yeah, you say this? I did. Frere Lapierre? Frere Lapierre. Yeah, well, now, Frere Lapierre. What did I say? Frere. Frere? Just Frere. Frere? Frere. 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 Okay. This is Frere Lapierre <laughs> um, uh, from the album Adult Sandwiches with their song, Pompous Grapefruit. Please to enjoy.
All right, that yeah, was instrumentally. It's like the shadowing men. <laughs> Neil and I actually. <laughs> One of the last times we were hanging out, we couldn't remember the name of that band. Shadowy Man on a Shadowy Planet? Yeah. <laughs> remember, Neil? It was at an art show, and you, you I think you said, like, the da- dangerous, shadowy <laughs> men on a dangerous planet or something like that. Close enough. And uh, <laughs> if people don't know, Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet is the, is the name of the band that did the uh, song. Kids in the, the, heads, kids kids in the, in the Hall. Yeah. yeah. Were they affiliated with those guys? Were they like a Canadian? Like, I think they knew each other, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but they would play their live shows. Yeah, oh, before they were, the TV. Yeah, show. back when they were, it was like they were the house band. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, yeah, and I love it. Like, um, such a good song. I love, I love my friend Raf. When we found out, when I like, we found out with who the band. We were so into, uh, we were so into Kiss from the Hall. Because from the hall, it was an offshoot. Uh, they weren't. It was just funnier because the sound was better because they went to an actual studio. They weren't in a hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't bouncing off lockers. Yeah, yeah, it was just a bit better. It's, it's so it sounded better. But uh, when we when we found out who, uh, who the band was, we went and got the CD. And uh, when he found out, like he, we were looking for like which track was it, and it was uh, the, the the song is called "Having an Average Weekend." And, oh, I, yeah, yeah. and I, he, he said it was a joke, but I'm pretty sure he was like, having an average weekend, <laughs> more like having an awesome weekend. This song rules. Ah. <laughs> and I don't blame him. It's fucking true. It's a yeah, great it's song. It's such a good song. It's such a good song. And <laughs> it's funny. My friend Raph, uh, he he was a guy that like was like way into, like my friend Donald, way into tons of music. My friend Raph, way into tons of music, but was the asshole about it. He was the guy that was quick to call somebody poser and stuff like that. He was a uh, – those guys. He's an identifier. He identified himself by other people's music. Oh. Oh, okay. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm just breaking out. Everyone, you want to extrapolate more good... on good – Yeah, well, I mean, that's a big thing with music is in your high school years where you don't have that personality that we say that you develop when you run out of options. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people, I think myself included, kind of go, "Oh, well, I listen to this music, so that's kind of what I am, and that's what I will be." Yeah. So, like punk or you know ska or metal, definitely metal, and like you know goth music and whoever listens to Morrissey. I don't know if there was any metal kids in my school. Really? I don't know if there was. Oh my god! There was goths. I know that. Uh, there was a couple. That's I mean, it's weird Hawaii. It's goth, weird. Goths in Hawaii seems weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were. They all hung out at this place called the Milk Bar. You're doing too much. Uh, and I remember one time I went. And I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh fuck it. There's this, it was like a coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. the kids would go and play board games at or whatever, and smoke cloves. You could smoke inside. Oh, and I remember cloves. like uh, I was I was like the milk. Like fucking, hey, can I have a Maloco Velo shit? <laughs> like, mostly everybody did yeah. not get what I was talking about. Yeah. I was like, milk bar. This clockwork, the ultraviolet, or the, you know how you dressed up last Halloween, probably? Yeah. <laughs> fucking goths. Uh, yeah. I, I love I love that Paul of Tompkins old bit. Just so like, uh, fucking hey, funny. Where's the funeral? <laughs> um, and then I love the fact that he goes home and calls his calls his friends just to see how funny it yeah. actually was. Yeah, no, there was a there was you know there was surfer punk kids, there was local kids, and there was uh, 
there were some punks, but like we didn't like them. We didn't like the punks, even though we were punks. But we were just dorks that listened to good music, I guess. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. I didn't. I we rarely uh, uh, bothered with high school because it was all about waiting till high school's you know till the day was done to go then hang out at the record stores or go skating or you know or go to shows. Yeah, I don't know. Like what? Well, like you actually, you grew up in in a in Southern California in a time that has been well documented. Yeah. In the uh, ska, mid to late eighties, ska and and punk, yeah, yeah, no, but I'm talking about fucking Fast Times at Ridgemont High shit. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and where you like, know what? everything was very segmented. The the soundtrack to Fast Times is amazing. You know, what movie has an even better soundtrack of like eight uh, of eighties fucking music at that time. Like, um, was losing it. Oh yeah, you remember yeah. a movie called Losing It? I do remember Losing It. Holy shit. I watched that just recently and it has a fucking soundtrack that blows <laughs> any 80s movie away. Like fucking it covers the whole gamut. You know um shit, I wish you guys had computers. Um I, f- I feel like I remember that movie. That movie is weird shelf, because maybe. it is a you know a, a teen sex comedy and it ends on the darkest fucking <laughs> bummer of a note, like with an abortion and like oh, it's no. a fucking nutty Wait, movie. Is that where losing it comes from? Is the <laughs> losing the baby? <laughs> no, <laughs> <they're>... <laughs> no. The movie is insane and worth watching just for the soundtrack. Yeah, I remember hearing. Uh, those early Van Halen songs and Fast Times and being like, oh, they were like a new band once. <laughs> they were like, yeah, the shit. And then when I and Joan and I talked about this once where like newer bands and like underground, whatever shit that you get into kind of flips you into like going like, oh, well, that weird cover that they do. Like, what is? Yeah, like, who did that. And and. This band called Speaking Canaries that was like an offshoot from Don Caballero and like this math rock, like very like heady, whatever scene that we were into. They did this cover, this Van Halen cover of Girl Girl Gone Bad. And I was like, that is the greatest fucking song I've ever heard. Let me go find the original. And I was like, oh, no, that's the greatest fucking song I've ever heard. That song is incredible. This is the uh, soundtrack to Losing It. Uh, Jeff Allen Band. As the titular track. Okay. I don't even, oh, okay. Losing Friends it. Yeah, the losing it. Uh, the Temptations. <laughs> yeah. Smokey Robinson, The Miracles. Yeah. Great. Crazy. The Champs. What's the song? Tequila. Oh, okay. Uh, D. Clark with Hey Little Girl. The Shirelles with Will You Love Me Tomorrow. Curtis Lee with Pretty Little Angel Eyes. The Rockin' Rebels with Wild Weekend. Freddie Fender, Wasted Days, Wasted Nights. And then to wrap it all up, comes back Jeff Allen Band, Don't Run Away. I want to... Well, that wanna, must have been like... 80s teens. There's way more stuff in the soundtrack that is not on that list. Well, that's what's on the official uh, soundtrack. You know, if if you're because those are all those. There's like Blondie shit and like really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Losing 1983 soundtrack, but it's probably just what they were able to get. Are you looking on IMDb? I'm looking on 80 soundtrack. Yeah, look at the soundtrack on IMDb and give that motherfucker a read. It's give that motherfucker give that mofo a read. All right. Um, Temptations, Smokey Robinson, Champs, T. Clark, uh, Rock and Rebels. Mm. 
No. You're like, yeah, that's not a great soundtrack. <laughs> no, I mean, it's no. These are great. These yeah. are great, great stuff. But uh, well, you know, it's it's funny because you said that personifies '80s, you know, soundtracks. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever. Uh, all right. So, but here is the soundtrack to bring it back to you Kids in the Hall. Again. You say that that's the start there. You say that that's the '80s. Nope, and I was wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. <laughs> wrong movie. Wrong sex losing your virginity movie. Oh, was no. it the one? Last go- American Virgin. Last American Virgin. All right. <laughs> Which I don't think even had a sound like a, a released soundtrack. It didn't have an OST. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was on it? Um, I'm gonna look here. The um, so the last idea American of those Virgin movies, those teen sex comedies, like not. Like so predating American Pie and those things, like I feel like people don't know how important those were for <laughs> kids who were like thirteen and scrolling through the fucking cable listings and going like, "All right, in seventeen days at one thirty in the morning on Cinemax, oh. we're gonna play this movie where apparently someone loses it." Yeah, and, and then I'm you going think to. Set my alarm in my room, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm going to make sure that my parents are asleep, and I'm going to crawl on my hands and knees as to not make the floorboards creak <laughs> so that I can go watch this thing. Yeah, losing it was uh, Tom Cruise. This, okay, here's... Yeah, that's, a, that's what I was going to get. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that go to Mexico, yeah, right? Yeah, tuck and roll. Jackie Earl Haley <laughs> yeah. is in that. Oh, I love Jackie Earl Haley. Okay, here's soundtrack for, to, for, for Last American Virgin. The Last Virgin. American Virgin. The go. Police. The do 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 da 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 Uh... Um, are you ready for the sex girls? Gleaming spires, um, human league, love action, commodores. Oh no! Better luck next time, Oingo Boingo. Which is like not on any Oingo Boingo album. Uh, I know what boys Take like it from Steve. <laughs> I know what boys like: the waitresses in the flesh, Blondie, open arms, journey. Keep on loving you, Ario Speedwagon. Since you're gone, Jeez. the cars shake Jesus it up. The cars whip Christ. it, Devo. Um, uh, Granada, Los Fabulosos, Three Paraguayos. Uh, there's a lot of Hispanic. The hit 80 song. Los, three? <laughs> Los Paraguayos. Why is there one uh, English word in that title? <laughs> I don't know. And it's three. Everyone knows yeah. Trace. <laughs> I will follow by you too, which is the song that's over the abortion montage. Oh. So what was up yeah. with 80s movies and like needed an abortion to get up in it? It was finally Fucking legal. Crazy. Fast Times Regiment High. No, it was finally legal. The Plimsolls, so, yeah. Zero yeah. Hour. Um, I guess not legal, but more. Tommy Two-Tone, Teen Angel Eyes. There's, there's shit that's not even on this. So that, that, is, a, that is quite an 80s soundtrack. Yeah, it's... It's very 80s. Here is the uh, a very 90s soundtrack, uh, and it is the soundtrack uh, to Kids in the Hall Brain Candy. Oh, okay. I thought so you were going to say Empire Records, and I was going to jump no, across no, the no, desk no, no. stomp your skull. Please, no. Thanks for letting people know that I'm at a desk, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pavement, Matthew Sweet, Liz Fair, yeah. They Might Be Giants, Chibo Mato, Tragically Hip, Guided by Voices, Yola Tango, Stereo Lab. Pizzicato 5, and of course, Shadowy Man on a Shadowy Planet. <laughs> that is so 90s. So fucking 90s. Yeah. And I listen to probably all of those bands at least once a day. <laughs> and an amazing movie. It's a good movie. I fucking love it. Me and my friend Donald had uh, had his mom drive us to the theater to go uh, watch it. How old does that make you feel? <laughs> uh, my age. Yeah. 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 
You know, the first time I met you, I hugged you. You did? Yeah. I don't remember. When did we meet? At Cinespace before Channel 101. Really? Yeah. It was the first time we officially met. We both had done uh, Super Deluxe stuff. Yeah. And I don't know. It was. I think I was like having a rough, rough go at it with a girl. And I went there. I remember that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck it. Everyone remembers that. Dude, pick a fucking year. Uh, <laughs> and I remember I was like, hey. And you're like, oh, hey, Jonah. And then I hugged you. And I think it was just because I needed someone my size to just have comfort it's me. It's awesome <laughs> hugging a tall person. God damn When you can lay your head on someone's shoulder, oh. fucking get all out. It is the best. You, no. can't, it's you know so who's good. great to hug? Tall John Schrader. Tall John oh. cradles you in. Your head doesn't even go up onto his no. shoulder. It's in his chest. He fucking Baby. brings you in and he fucking... Oh. Oh, tall John is our friend, uh, John Schrader. Uh, he is a writer on Bob's Burgers. Producer. He is six foot fucking 28. Ten, and he just ten, like... Yeah. He... But he, but and he's okay with hugging because he yeah. knows. Yeah, because he knows probably because from the one guy he met some kind of the one day he met right. f- some freak that you know was a lot of divots. Yeah, yeah. it was probably some guy that looked like he had leprosy. But John probably didn't care. He no. was gonna. He's like, I need to be hugged by someone taller than me. It's such an awesome thing being hu- hugged by a tall person. Yeah. It's oh man, and then when you shake their hand and you realize like, oh, this is how it feels for people that shake my yeah, hand. Yeah, it's like wow, that's a big ass hand. Yeah, y'all made that a big ass hand. Y'all making you a big ass <laughs> no, hand. No, that's a big ass hand. You know what I'm saying? Racial. Racial? Is that what you said, or Rachel? Rachel, um, Rachel I, uh, has a huge hand. I, uh, I was me and my friend Mike were watching this video once where it was uh, this guy who was just drunk. And he was talking about these noisy neighbors that started moving into his neighborhood. He's like, I'm not going to say what. Okay. I'm going to get racial. I'm going to get racial. And then uh, Mike just said, hey, Rachel, get over here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, we're going to play another song by Atlanta's very own Turf War. Please check out Turf Turf War. War. They are fucking incredible. Here's the song Cheers to the Years. Yeah. 
Uh, that was Turf War with Cheers to the Years. Check out their album, Years of Living Dangerously. It is a fantastic, fantastic time. I uh, got to... I, I got to see them at last year's uh, or this year's South by Southwest, and it was it was fucking great to get to meet them. It's just because I'd been a fan for a, a, a little bit, and just to see how awesome they were. And I got to see another good band, Pujol, P P U J O L, Pujol. Right. Uh, and he's know. great. He's actually uh, you were talking about how Turf War has been anointed by Pitchfork, and uh, Pujol is like uh, he's been given the okay by Jack White. Oh, Jack White's like it's like something. this kid's good. He has a fucking song called "Reverse Vampire" that is great. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I hear that. Uh, once I get the okay, we can play it. But if you don't, uh, if you want to just check it out now, look up "Reverse Vampire" by Pujol. Pay, pay, Tours light and a little bit of Sully makes this podcast more fun. Tell us about your music career, Steve Agee. All right. Well, will we get? I mean, not serious, but we'll. Get on topic. Yeah, let's get on topic. Right. Yeah, I was in. I came to L.A. actually because I wanted to be a musician. Married. So pregnant. So you you came to be. You know, it's funny. Cause the, our last guest, Greg Heller, also, you know, had aspirations early on to be a musician and ended up finding his way through being a successful comedy writer. While you came out here and you were in bands for a bit before yeah. getting into the Groundlings. I started playing in bands in Riverside and then... Um, some, give me some band names. The Grazers. It was really... The Grazers was was really like my first band. And, really? And you yeah. kept it through? Yeah. Did you ever make it to the Northwest? Because I was no, no. We didn't even. T- we just played, you know, San Diego, L.A., and just waited for fame. No, we, that's why we came to L.A. Yeah, and then uh, you get to L.A. and you're like, holy fuck! There's a trillion bands. <laughs> yeah, in LA. a trillion bands, a billion scenes. Yeah. yeah, it's harder. It's way harder to be a music to make it as a musician than acting or comedy or it's, and the the band like. As soon, basically, as soon as I got to LA, it was just done. It was over with. Immediately, almost, yeah. And so I was going to uh, a music school in LA called uh, the Musicians Institute because I wanted to learn. Am I? Am I? I had a friend that went there. Commit suicide. Whoa! Way worse derailer than I ever had. My favorite thing is to say something completely true and then use a comical thing to get a thingy thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Musicians you went to MI, which a lot of, uh, I've noticed a lot of uh, assholes go there. Do they? A lot of guys that want to fucking run the pedestrian light trying to cross the street on Sunset Boulevard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, With an Ibanez bass yeah, yeah. strapped to the yeah. back. Ibanez, the guitar you can stab someone with. It's Ibanez. mostly, that school is mostly foreign students no way it's mostly like people from like denmark a lot lot of metalheads like denmark sweden um i like like denmark and sweden places where like masterful guitar players come from and they come to los angeles home of slash (laughs) yeah and they love slash they love you know um but they're all really good um but yeah they're and that place musicians 
Institute is uh, is is a great place. I mean, like, you know, when my friend was going there, he was learning how to do how to build a guitar, how to yeah, you know uh, put amazing. together, how to be an engineer, how to do yeah. all this different stuff. So it's actually mostly practical. It's yeah. mostly how to just work within the music industry. It's not how to. Right. There are the like how to write songs and music theory. I wanted to learn theory and learn how to read music. Yeah, you know, which I eventually did, but. Um, it was also something for me to pass the time because my band had broken up. <laughs> was it also the thought, well, maybe I can become a studio musician? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely wanted to do that. Um, but so did everybody else in L.A. And there's only so many studios. And and I, I my girlfriend at, at the time had broken up with me while I was in school there. And so I was looking for a place to live. And one of the instructors, the guy who was actually the head of the bass department, um, was looking for a room. We're all laughing at the idea of a bass department. Give me a second. No, this motherfucker is the best bass player I've ever fucking seen. Yo, man, this is bass 101. He's Racial. white. Racist. No, I'm just trying to get low. Hey, man, this is bass 101, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember bass tapes? Also racial. What's bass tapes? Miami bass tapes were just like, bass, bass. No, what the hell is that? It was a whole series. Of, remember when yeah. like having like crazy bass in your car was a yeah, thing? Yeah, just yeah. like right around the music, time when Ice Cube's Lethal Injection came out. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was music made to expose the fact that you had had subwoofers and stuff. Yeah, and, and it was bass tapes. It was just bass. And it was it was literally it was like modulated guys saying bass, 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 bass. I don't remember that at all. All right, it was a thing. <laughs> Grandfather of dubstep is what Cash murmured in a corner without a microphone. Let's all we should point this out. My uh, Cash doesn't. Mike doesn't have a Cash. Uh, Cash doesn't have a mic because he forgot his. But he did bring extra headphones. All right, yeah. <laughs> we'll give him that. Cut this all out. <laughs> um, so sorry. So the bass department. Yeah. So I. I Went there for a year and then finished. And uh, but must wait, be, wait, it must be move? quite the in- intensive program. Hold, sec- hold on a second. Did you? Well, move? you can go for as long as you want, but did you I learned everything in? I needed. Did to you know. move in with the head of the base department? Yeah, <laughs> you did. Yeah, he was touring <laughs> with Crosby, Stills, and Nash as their. Oh bass man! Um, did you did you move into the with the base the head of the base department for the same reason that you moved in with him? Like, was his reason the same in that you both broke up with a girlfriend? No, no. I mean, you know, I I don't know why. <laughs> I needed a place to live, and yeah. so I was like, "Fucking yeah!" And um, yeah, and I was I played in a, like a couple other bands after that, and then I was started dating this girl who's taking classes at the Groundlings, and I was like, "Do you have a sound effect for that?" Nope, nope. Oh, come on, man. Just sample some uh, "Saved by the Bell." Oh wait, I think I might have found some bass tapes. Um Oh, is that some bass tapes? Bad bass music, Miami bass music, old shul. Well, the priest. No. So would people just play that in their car for no like just just to show off like yeah, like look at how my hubcaps rattle. Yeah. The kind of the kind of stereo that sounds good from two blocks away. <laughs> that I, that's one of my biggest pet peeves: is <laughs> loud car music. Loud cars, yeah. yeah. Especially when you're putting gas 
when you're putting gas in your car at the gas station. They're like, really? Fucking. Oh, what kind of psychopath <laughs> leaves a radio running while they're filling up? A lot of psychopaths. Oh, my God. Come on. You know when you pull up in your truck and you want to fucking get into getting some fucking diesel fuel and you're just fucking <laughs> there with your short shorts. Uh, and Yeah. And then you're just fucking pumping up that gas and you're fucking saluting it up and then you're just pouring out your rock star energy drink and then you're just grabbing yeah. your crotch and looking at the lady that's getting $3 an hour $3 an hour to serve you and you say listen senorita fuck you God bless the USA aborted um. <laughs> so you do you have? Did you bring uh, stuff from that band? No. Okay. So here's the thing: you have a background in music. You get into comedy. You start going to the uh, Groundlings, and you go on to have a. I'm going to say a successful comedy career. It hasn't been horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. You got to remember, it's all perspective. Because yeah, yeah. It's like you. It, here's the thing: when when you're doing the kind of stuff that we all do, you could easily look at somebody and go, "Fuck, man, I'm fucking." failing at everything and every now and then you do you, it's hard not to. Yeah, it's hard not to but you always have to remember that there's some guy on a, you know a few steps below you going like fuck that guy some guy and, living with his bass instructor yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> going, fuck it could be yeah. so much always better. think oh when you're in a bad place always think about you four years prior and then yeah. so like it's yeah. like oh god i would get punched in the face by that guy for complaining what i'm complaining about now yeah, yeah. uh and through doing this music, you actually like you know you got to meet your fucking desert rock idols, yeah, and you got to uh, perform with amazing people. And one of the things I think I'm most jealous of <laughs> is that you've become best buds yeah. with Matt Barry. Pretty tight. Matt yeah. Barry is uh, just this hilarious comedian, comedic actor, Renaissance man. Yeah, he is. from England. He. Uh, you, you'll remember him from Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, yeah. uh, and um, Mighty Boosh, and, and Mighty Boosh, Snuffbox. And Snuffbox. But the the part that really gets you angry is when you hear his fucking album, oh, and it's so, so fucking good. He's a legitimate musician. Like I am not a legitimate. Like I think he's on the fucking you know Danny Elfman style of just he he composes these fucking yeah. things. And, like, you get to meet him. You met him at Comic-Con. Well, no, no. I met him uh, when we were doing Sarah Silverman. That's show. right. He was in an episode. Rob Schraub and I were obsessed with, you know, Snuffbox and Dark Place. And uh, we had a part in the show that we really wanted Matt Barry to do. And we're like, this will be a great way to, to meet him is to get him to come out <laughs> yeah. and do this. And we, uh, we also had the advantage of Rich Fulcher, who was his partner in Snuffbox is one of my best friends and so Rich put us in contact with Matt and Matt was just like fuck yeah I'll come out and do an episode of the show yeah, that's all. and uh, <laughs> of course I'll come do an episode Whisket! and he uh, he came out and he had a few days after we finished shooting and it was our last episode of that season and it was right at Comic Con and so we're just like Hey, you want to go to Comic Con? He's like, I don't know what that is. And we're like, <laughs> it's nerds, and they will love you. He's like, nobody knows who I am, and oh, wow. we're like, dude, trust us. <laughs> yeah, and no so idea. he went down to Comic Con and was just 
fucking mobbed down there. They loved him. That's awesome. And he fucking loved it. And that was the, that was the same year. Uh, that was the same year as uh, the last Comedians of Comedy show at the Balboa Theater. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, I was there. And you knew how huge of a fan I was yes. of his. And you introduced me. Yes. And I said hello and then I walked left. away. I, I left. Was, the I was building. like, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's weird. That guy's I, a big fan of yours, Matt. He just yeah. walked away. Yeah. It's you like, a, it. well, because it's like you, you were just like, and you and you were the best because you knew how that is when you meet someone you're really Absolutely. into. So you were just like, uh, you, you're like, oh, Matt, hey, this is Joni. He's a comedian. He's really funny. And he's like, oh, nice to meet you. And yeah. uh, I, was, I was like, nice to meet you. Uh, and then I just like and walked stage out. Left. Right I don't even remember where I went. I remember I was shaking. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks because I fucking love him so much. He fucking makes incredible music. So this is some of his stuff. Just like is this off of Witch Hazel? Yeah. Like he composes tons of stuff. Yeah. It's not even comedy music. No. Why, why do I know this? Because probably I played it for you. It's yeah. just beautiful. He has a song though that is really funny and beautiful musically. Called, I think it's called "Accident" at a Harvest Festival. It's on Witch Hazel. It's Don't about goddamn. It's about him loaning his gun to a kid to like show a kid his gun, and the kid blows his head off on accident. <laughs> no. It's called Accident at a Harvest Festival, but it's beautiful. And by the way, we we have permission to use it. He, I texted him today. He's like, "Yeah, play my music." Awesome. Okay. Cool. Well, then, like, which song do you think from Witch Hazel we should play? Harvest at it. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're gonna play. Um, you know, I've had this song stuck in my head before, and I don't know where I heard it. I don't know. I've it played it. Been, yeah, it must have been like at a barbecue. Because there's a lot of times that it will be the end of the night and you and I drunk and I'll just start showing you stuff that I think you'll like. I don't think I've ever drank with you. Really? <laughs> Man, then I have had a really confusing 11 years. Um, so, okay, AG, we're going to get into your relationship more uh, with Matt Barry after this song. Um, and the fact that you just texted him. Makes me excited. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And he's like, yeah, just send me a link after one. No, uh, don't. Don't send him a link. <laughs> no, no. We'll send him a link. He'll Cash, love it. Remember to edit out everything that's embarrassing. So I guess this episode won't come out. But uh, this is accident at, at a harvest festival. Uh, and you said this is about him letting a kid a gun. Yeah. You can hear it in the lyrics. He gives okay. a kid a, a gun. Okay. This is it from the album Witch Hazel. Never was in my 
That was fucking great. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty amazing. Yeah, and you that, can also that, tell like what kind of influence he has, like that seventies kind of folky. Yeah, weird. He's got weird tastes, yeah. but kind of awesome. But it's also it's like it's people who are very into aesthetics. You can tell because they do that song, but they also record it the way those songs were like it sounds yeah. the way those songs were recorded well you ever watch any of richard iowade's uh music videos richard yes. iowade yeah, who played Hotchet, um you right? know uh, uh dean lerner <laughs> or uh dr thornton or whatever yeah <laughs> uh he was also in the watch and the it crowd in the it crowd uh but his music videos for like all those bands like they're fucking so spot on to the genre that he picked yep and also, his movie Submarine is just fantastic. Incredible. It looks, it looks like it could have been made the same year as Harold and Maude. Yeah. It's so fucking... That movie is so... And the soundtrack, fucking great. Alex Turner from Arctic Monkeys did, oh, I did love the that. whole soundtrack. Oh, that's great. And it's just him and an acoustic guitar. It's yeah. fucking awesome. Uh, actually, it's funny. Uh, just the other day... Uh, uh, Doug Benson said he wants to come on the podcast and do like uh, best soundtracks. Oh, that's yeah, a good idea. Talking about soundtracks or movie scores and stuff like that. So Ooh. that'll be fun. Special episode. Yeah, some good ones. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, so you guys become friends, and you true, and you. <laughs> this is Steve and Matt Berry from the previous conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, Steve. You become friends with Matt Berry, yeah. and then you who? How does this feud start? I um, that it was really weird. So Matt goes back to England after Comic Con, and out of nowhere, just two. Get this queued up. About two weeks later, I wake up one morning and I have an email from Matt, and there's a song attached to it that he wrote about me. Um, I got to find the right one. God, you know what I just thought? If he listens to this, he's going to hear me doing those horrible impressions. No, no. He, I'm sure he hears that shit every day from people on the street. Um, no. Scrap it, man. Just let's start over. Okay. Th- this is the song that I wake up to. There's just an MP- MP3 from Matt. 
And I was like, what the fuck is this? And What's I clicked. What's the subject heading? I don't remember. I think it was like, fuck you or something. I was like, that's weird. And there was a song and it was this. But how many? A big fat fucking cum guzzling pot smoking gay teddy bear. <laughs> Holy shit. I was in heaven. <laughs> so, I was fucking in heaven. So this is unprompted. You guys what? didn't uh, pause that shit, bro. Get used to the fucking radio game. This isn't yeah. how it works. You got to get used to the way we do things here. Check out. It's a girl alert. Yeah. Look at them titties. Planned <laughs> so Parenthood. Uh, so you're in fucking heaven. You're in, you're you're you're. This is <laughs> sorry. This is great. Yeah, this is so it's neat. fucking. It's yeah. unprompted. He just sent this to you and just tore you apart. He still does. I want to also know. <laughs> does he? Does he play? He he must play all these instruments, right? Yeah, he plays everything. So does he have like a recording set up in his house? Just his apartment. His, apartment. his flat. His flat. Yeah, yeah. he's got. Stuff. So he has all the stuff there. Yeah, electric drums. I don't know what he does for you know that's the big thing for big me thing too. for me to think about because I yeah. would love to have a drum set can't neighbors I think he probably has I think he does have like those Roland electric drums or whatever they are I don't know what With they the are nets, the nets so it feels like you're a yeah but I don't know I mean that's always been a big problem for me too is like I don't play drums and I am way too lazy and ADD to program drums so yeah. like I will just go in garage band and get and then a loop. play to the loop. Anything you hear of mine is you'll hear just one <laughs> solid beat the whole yeah. fucking way through. You know what I do? It's like I just do keyboard drumming on GarageBand. Uh, but if your computer's at all slow, he's fucking do do cha do 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 cha. Yeah, you know, it just it will start lagging and it's yeah. So so then you get that song and you're fucking you're digging it. But you too as well make music. I've by the way, I a lot of the stuff. Th- there's a ton of stuff which I have to have Matt resend because I. Had some hard drives crash, and it was the ones with most of that music. Oh, that's a fucking bummer. Um, but you can find it on if it's still around Adam dot com. Like <laughs> it's called the ba- the Barry Ag experiment. Oh, I remember that. Where we actually made videos too about it. Yeah. Oh, funny. Um, but uh, let's see. I'll find one that I wrote for Matt. I think this is one, and it pales compared to Matt's shit. There's a beat that you will not hear change once. Matt Berry shitty, Matt Berry shitty fuck. I hate Matt Berry, he's a shitty piece of Hitler. <laughs> Hope you get dead when a little baby shoots you. Baby shooting. Oh, my Barry, you're a pointy-headed shit ass. Matt Barry, but Harry, stupid, very dumb, dumb. Oh, Matt Barry, I hope you trip and fall. Oh, my Barry. You're a smelly alcoholic And you like to hit old people when you're drunk 
all true. Well, on that ferry, you never used to pay. Your breath really smells like a monkey's dick. Mad Berry, Bud Harry, stupid fairy, dumb, dumb. Oh, my fairy, I'd love to set your hair on fire. <laughs> Why not? He has good hair. I'm waiting for a drum fill. Oh, Matt no. Berry. Motherfucking asshole. Oh, Matt Berry. Stupid piece of shit ass. Oh, Matt Berry. Fuck you, fuckhead. Ass fuck. And by the way, I will only ever do one thing. Fuck you, Every mistake. Oh, no, no, no. We, we, we got that. Really? <laughs> fuck you, Matt. And then I just <laughs> yeah. never know how to end them. Yeah, that's the trouble with GarageBand. Hard to hard to use a loop and fucking have a nice big ending. Here's one or Matt, a chorus. Here's one Matt sent me completely, and this was probably the most recent one. He still will out of the blue send me songs <laughs> like like this one. You fucking cunt! You fucking cunt! Can we play this one? Americans hate the word cunt. You fucking cunt! Fucking cunt. Yeah, you don't know your back from your front. You fucking cunt. You stupid cunt. You fucking big fat stupid fucking cunt. You fucking cunt. Yeah. You fucking cunt. How about that, you fucking cunt? Listen to the end. Thanks, granddad. Oh, oh my god, motherfucker, man! So fucking good. That's fun. It's like a, it's like a, eat like a. It's pretty much reserved for the hip hop world now to have these battles. Yeah, yeah. But this Has is more than that, well. But well, I there mean, was a there was a battle the Neil between, Young Leonard Skinner thing. Yeah, it was actually a, all like a fucking goof because Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> No, that was true. I mean, like, Hulk Hogan had an album, then Macho Man Randy Savage put out a, a rap album. And, a uh, diss certain... album. That's the term I was trying to think of. A diss album. Diss album. Or yeah. diss album right here? No, dat album. Oh, okay. These nuts? <laughs> These nuts. Um, that's fucking uh, incredible. Are all these, like, so are those things still up? The uh... They're probably still on Adam.com. Just yeah. go search the, the Barry AG experiment. And some of them, I think, are... I made a video for one uh, with the help of Rob Schraub. He actually shot and edited it for oh, me. Geez. So it's really fucked. And it's me singing about Matt giving the entire world AIDS. Uh. And it's got some graphic <laughs> fucking... Like, Rob would take, you know, pictures of dicks and, like, you know, fucking coming and... <laughs> It's crazy fucking funny. Shit. Rob Schraub, uh, amazing director. If you've never seen his Death Cab for Cutie video, I suggest you try and tread yeah. on that and find it. It's Jeff good. Crocker from Super Ego also worked on that. Yep. It's very, very good. Uh, well, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Steve. Yeah, my pleasure. Steve Thanks AG. for having me. This was fun. Steve Ag can be found on Twitter at... Steve Ag. Real quickly, tell us about... How you had eight zillion followers. No, I tell that on that? every fucking podcast. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. You've done other podcasts? Oh. Yeah, everyone except for uh, Nerdist. Because you and Jonah both did that. <laughs> you and Jonah both bailed. I, you know, here's here's the thing. You can, you'll, this is different. This is the thing. You and I were complaining about Twitter. Yeah. 
you had had a show that nobody came to. Yeah, it's like, why am I promoting this? Yeah, shit? you're like, what's the point of Twitter? And then uh, you were saying like it's all just bullshit anyway. And I got wrapped up in your fucking yeah. speech, and I was like, yeah, you're right. And you're like, it. right? And I was like, yeah, me too. And I fucking got off Twitter, and I I don't remember how many uh, followers I had at the time, but I just I was like, fuck it, who cares? It's all it's all just a fucking practice and vanity. I got I was really in a weird place, and I uh, <laughs> and I just got rid of it. And then uh, fucking I was so I was so stoked, and I felt really good about myself. And then I was. Uh, I was talking to somebody like, yeah, me and Steve quit Twitter. And they're like, no, Steve's back on. He's- <laughs> I lasted like three weeks, maybe. Yeah, ah, I think that was it. It was the Scott Pilgrim premiere I was at. and You had to tell people that you... And no, I wanted to fucking tweet how fucking awesome it was. No, you didn't. Yes, here's, I did. No, here's what you wanted to do. You wanted to tell people that you no. went to the premiere. Nope. Yes. I wanted to say I just saw Scott Pilgrim. It was fucking amazing. Yeah, and you knew that everyone would be like Steve Agisel before he came out. He must be at the premiere. I didn't care. <laughs> I wanted to tweet. I really, I just wanted to tweet because it yeah. was fucking awesome. Yeah, it is a fun thing. Uh, but so you're at Steve Agee, back in full effect without all the hangers on. Full effect. I got rid of the 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 spam bots. Yeah, yeah. fucking full effect. Uh, Fuck and as always, we got. Thanks to our producer of the program, Cash Hartzell, who can be found at at Cash Hearts. Cash uh, is uh, also a uh, senior segment producer on X-Play. Senior? Watch the show so we don't get canceled. Well, that'll happen anyway. And as always, uh, off to the side, our good buddy, Mr. Neil Mahoney. Uh, Hi. And you can be found at Chelsea Peretti. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I am, am, of course, at Jonah Ray. You can follow the show on Twitter at Jonah Radio, spelt how it is. And uh, we also, nice. yeah, also you can go to jonahradio.tumblr.com. We'll be posting track cool. listings and fan oh, art and stuff like that. And if you are in a band and you guys are good, please send in your links or MP3s. Or M4As to... <laughs> oh, to, DRM, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, to uh, you know, jonahradio at gmail.com. J-O-N-A-H-R-A-Y-D-I-O at gmail.com. And if someone wants to make a Jonah Radio uh, design that looks like a Dio shirt, fucking go at it. Nice. That yeah. would be cool. Uh, review us on iTunes. Tell your friends to subscribe. It, uh, it really it helps as far as I've been told. And um, listen, you know, the Banes you heard, if you like them, down, you know, buy their stuff, go see them live. Um, this, if this, if anything, this podcast for me is really a way to uh, help support, you know, bands that could use the help and uh, that I think should be heard and I like. And I'm, I'm playing stuff that I like. This is not stuff. I'm no reviewer. I don't like it. Uh, and people... buy buy Matt Berry stuff so it encourages them to make more music. Oh, yeah. Opium yeah. and Witch Hazel. Yeah, please. Uh, and was it? Uh, is it go on? What is the uh, his other album? Is Solo? Solo. Well, Solo's a single album. It's like two, yes, two, right. and it's from Witch Hazel. And uh, yeah. so Witch Hazel and Opium are the two, the two main albums. Yeah, actually, you know, I'm going to play uh, to take us out. I'm going to play another Matt Berry song. It's this it. one, this one uh, is anxiety inducing. Uh, it's like <laughs> it's so good. Just imagine a bunch of weird forest elves uh, holding hands, circling around <laughs> a fire. Uh, their uh, their pants are off, but their testicles are brown. 
And uh, mm. I'm starting to sound like a fucking like a really half-assed Greg Proops. <laughs> um, <laughs> or a full-ass uh, dungeon master. Yeah. <laughs> full um, so, yeah, thanks for listening to Jonah Radio. As always, apologies for the first episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening this far. Bye.
leaving nerdist.com. 